The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, all these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, get away, Satan. It is written. The Lord, your God, shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. During the season of Lent, we are tempted. At least, I am tempted. And I don't mean that I am tempted to eat that chocolate that I gave up, or to scan Facebook idly for two hours, or to binge watch an entire season of The Office on Netflix. The temptation of Lent, at least for me, is subtler than that. Maybe it is for you. Maybe it has been, and we have not even been aware that we've fallen into it for so long. The temptation of Lent is to believe the lie of the ashes. What is the lie of the ashes? The lie of the ashes is that we are no more than the dirt with which we marked ourselves last Wednesday. Lent is so often looked at as a gloomy time of the church's year, a necessary reflection on our sinfulness and what we've been doing wrong in preparation for Easter. And while that might be the practice of many of us, myself included, it is not what we believe. It is not what our liturgy professes. Our readings this first Sunday of Lent take us all the way back to the beginning, to the dirt, to Adam and Eve and the perfect harmony of the Garden of Eden. Not long after their creation, or how long really, 
they are tempted and they give in to temptation, a temptation that asks them to place themselves on the same level as God. They sin. And then today, St. Paul continues that reflection in the second reading, reminding us that because Adam and Eve sinned, we have inherited that ancient sinfulness. This is what we know in the Catholic Church as original sin. However, that is not where the story ends. Not for Adam and Eve, not for Paul, and not for us. St. Paul immediately moves from this sin to speak about a gift. The gift is not like the transgression, he writes. For if by the transgression of the one, the many die, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for many? We are blessed to get both sides of this divine story. The story of salvation. Jesus begins this Lenten journey with us today in the desert. There, he too is tempted. He experiences the dryness and the need of the empty wilderness, and the devil moves on him as well. As Jesus is tempted, he rebukes the devil each time. Now, we could just simply dismiss that and say, sure, but he's Jesus, right? Of course he's going to win. But friends, that is exactly the point. The entire point of these stories, the entire point of our very faith is that Jesus wins. He's already won. We don't have to wait until Easter, until some far-off time, when we will finally defeat all the heavy hardships that plague our lives. We have already beaten them because Jesus has already beaten them. That is the gift that is not like the transgression. The biggest temptation that the devil is going to throw at us this Lent is that none of this matters. That none of it makes a difference. And our problem is that too often we believe them. Don't get me wrong here. We do need a healthy sense of sin and of our own captivity to sinful inclinations. This is part of our fallen human condition. Repentance is necessary. However, it would be a mistake to forget that now, also a part of our human condition, we are also redeemed by Jesus Christ. This is the victory of Easter. Not this coming Easter, not April 12, 2020, but of that first Easter when Jesus rose victorious from the dead. Because there, the death that came upon us all when Adam and Eve sinned was defeated. And the life of Christ now fills the hearts of those who have been incorporated into his body through baptism. The lie of the ashes is the devil's lie. You are not worth it. 
You are nothing more than the dirt from which God made you, and you'll just be going back there anyway. You can't win. Don't try. However, it is a lie. It is a lie. The truth is so much more wonderful than that. You are marked with those ashes, yes. It's how we started our Lenten observance. But we did it with those ashes in the form of a cross, the cross of Jesus, by which the devil and all his lies have been defeated. This is the great story of our faith, from our creation in God's love, to our fall through sinful pride, to our redemption because of God's gracious gift. Lent should be a time of repentance and renewal, but it should also be a time for us to come to terms with the fact that God loves us so much that nothing is going to stand in his way as he seeks to bring us home. Certainly not a few little ashes.